0: And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Out of Health Podcast. And my chair is creaking. (laughs) All right, people. um, Let's just get to the subject at hand. Since this is, I think, a quick topic, and it's not something I'm going to go into vast detail on. It's because the details are somewhat irrelevant in this case. Uh, So that topic. Keto dieting. I got this question... Well, I've gotten this question probably literally every day for the last six months. Um, and I've, funny enough, I've answered it so many times in Periscopes and uh, tweet storms. I don't know if I've written an article about it. I've definitely referenced a bunch of articles. And people, you know, it's always the same thing. What, what do you think of keto dieting or keto dieting thoughts? Here's, here's the, the situation of the keto dieting, di- 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 guys. Dioting. Dieting. A keto diet. ketogenic diet what are we talking about here? A ketogenic diet is a high-fat, moderate-protein diet. That's what it is. High-fat, moderate-protein, zero carbs, okay? That's a keto diet. Ketogenic dieting, it is very true, and there is evidence for that it has profound physiological effects in regards to neurological function, in regards to uh, reducing body inflammation, in regards to improving certain clinical health situations uh, for people with cancer. There's a lot of research in those areas that wow, this it does seem to be like a very remarkable diet. And you know, like I said, it's a high protein or well, high fat, moderate protein diet, zero carbs. You basically you don't have carbs at all your body burns through all of its glycogen storage, and then your body starts using fat as fuel. And yes, it is true that that does seem to have some very positive effects on health. Here's the thing about this though. So those are the health effects. The reality of it, keto diets are not a panacea. They're not a magic bolt. They're not a holy grail. And for the average person, for someone that's listening right now that thinks, ah, oh, maybe I need to lose a little bit of weight or I'd like to gain some muscle mass or I'm just trying to eat healthier. Is keto dieting going to be the thing that cures this for you, that solves this? Probably not. Probably not. People always like to bring up the physiological effects. You know, people will bring up, like I listen to a podcast with uh, Dr. Peter Atia and you know he has used keto diet for X amount of years and he's an athlete and I read about this other physician that's also kind of an athlete and he uses keto diet. And I'm not discounting those guys' work or research. And you know, they've done some very insightful stuff. And also some there are some people that do follow keto diet and they physically can perform at a high level. But overall, the relative body of evidence in regards to human nutrition and human performance, it does not point to a ketogenic diet as being an ideal diet for one athletic performance, but two, day-to-day sustainability. In both cases, is it a pragmatic, practical diet for the average person to follow? No, not really. Is it guaranteed to improve your health? No, it's not at all. At all. For every person that has followed a keto diet and found that it really changed their health, there have been quadruple other people, you can look this up online and look at message boards, there have been many, many, many other people who have attempted a ketogenic diet, and their health does not improve, their triglycerides go up. Their uh, HDL cholesterol goes way down. Their blood pressure increases. They end up gaining weight. Their physical performance goes to hell in the gym. And it ends up being a, it's a net negative. They don't get the positive effects. And well, you know, how, come, well, how come it doesn't work for everybody? Because as I always say very often, nothing, nothing works for everybody. Well, actually, okay, two things, two things, three things. Gravity We've talked about that before. Gravity works the same for everybody. Oxygen, you all need to breathe. Water, everybody needs to drink water or you, you know, you'll die. Beyond that though, the specific amounts of protein and carbs and fat, it's all ranges, guys. It's all ranges of numbers and your individual needs are going to be predicated upon your, as I said before, ethnicity, height, weight, gender, activity levels, you know, um, body composition. You know, individual biochemical uh, tolerance, individuality, there's all these factors that come to play. So I can make general recommendations, obviously, we can make general recommendations with the science we have, we can infer that, hmm, perhaps in certain populations, ketogenic dieting could be very beneficial. Yeah, and there have been lots of cases where it's been used for people that were obese to help fix their, uh, you know, to help, you know, fix their um, insulin sensitivity and, you know, solve for their uh, having you know, meta- um, metabolic syndrome. So, you know, like that's a situation where, yes, ketogenic dieting has been used. It's been used in kids with autism, with certain kinds of autism, where their brain um, amino and amino acid production is kind of screwy. And, wow, it has these really positive effects for these people. It's been shown with people, certain kinds of cancer, that ketogenic dieting is really beneficial. It's been, you know, there's research that shows, you know, on a case by case basis, there's some athletes that respond incredibly well to ketogenic dieting. Maybe it can improve performance. So, yeah, there's lots of areas. At the same time, though, relative to all of that, there's also an abundance of failed cases in endless situations where it didn't work, it wasn't positive, and overall it ended up being unsustainable. So, you know, the question well, what do you think of ketogenic dieting? I don't personally, professionally recommend it, as you know, an offhand. Oh yeah, definitely give it a shot because it's like I said, it's not practical, it's not guaranteed, and it can be a massive waste of time to try a diet for four weeks. Maybe you lose some body fat, water weight because you're not having any carbs. So there, I mean, there's also these confounding factors too. With any time you go low carb, no carb, you're going to drop water weight, and that makes gets people in that mindset of oh well, three weeks in, I've lost X amount of weight. This is amazing no, you probably didn't really lose X amount of weight. You lost body water. And unless you're planning to commit to this keto diet for the rest of your natural life and you're calorie controlling for it, you're probably going to gain the weight back. I had a Periscope the other day, yesterday, and I had an individual that, uh, you know, actually a client of mine that I'd worked with, uh, you know, both for fat loss, for like rapid fat loss. And he had you know, attempted keto dieting and he commented like, yeah, I gained all the weight back. I'm like, yeah, I know. And that's definitely, it's obviously the situation most of the time. And, you know, in his situation, we weren't expecting to keep the weight off. It was, a, it was a fat loss diet purely for very, very rapid weight loss, fat loss. It was not a sustainable model of dieting. But, you know, he commented too that yeah after the, you know, the diet ended, like I, I tried keto dieting. And, you know, I did it for a month and, you know, I did lose body fat, but I couldn't keep it up. I'm like, well, then it wasn't a good diet. You can't judge a diet on its merits of how it works in the first two or three weeks. If I tell you to cut your food in half right now, of course you're going to lose weight. You cannot physiologically keep that up. At the same time, though, at the same time, I will definitely acknowledge, and say, you know, this is not meant to be pessimistic, I'll definitely acknowledge that there are, in essence, what are outliers. There are individuals, people I've spoken with, people I've worked with, where have eating a ketogenic diet, or just even, not even a keto diet, but a very, very, very low-carb diet, let's say 20 grams of carbs, uh, you know, a day, 50 grams of carbs a day, yes, they do find that it's sustainable, they feel great, um, it has, you know, taken them to a higher level of health, and they plan on eating that way for the rest of their life, and it doesn't affect their performance too much. At the same time, though, none of those people I really know who follow those kinds of diets, they're not high-performing, uh, you know, athletes either. I, I, I can't, off the top of my head, at least, well, at least personally, who for whom I know, for whom I know, I can't name anybody that follows a Super low carb diet that's like an elite level athlete. I don't know anybody. I know individuals who are weekend warriors. I know people that are, you know, they are recreational athletes. As far as competitive athletic performance, especially for long duration events, you know, uh, soccer, basketball, you know, football, whatever, things where you have repeated plays for an hour, two hours. If if anyone's done research on keto dieting for that, uh, by all means, I'd love to see it. I know there are cases where the military and certain individuals have done research with, you know, special forces operatives or military, and it's been found that you can keep the body running on a ketogenic diet for long periods of time, but again, confounding factors, uh, you know, are they looking at optimal human performance in regards to how fast they can run? Or are they looking at optimal human performance and how long can they keep a group of guys going with low sleep and, you know, very simplified food sources? And, you know, like I said, that's a a very particular situation. There's a lot, you know, context, context, guys. Um, You know, maybe if you're, you know, an operative in the desert for three weeks and you have nothing but, you know, almost a pure fat, you know, protein diet, and that keeps you going because it's incredibly simple and, you know, it has, you know, perhaps some cognitive benefits. Yeah, awesome. That's, I can definitely see that perhaps being you know, a massive uh, tactical advantage. Um, at the same time, I don't know if that transfers over to, well, I work out four days a week and lift weights and I have three kids. And, oh, man, I want to do the diet that, uh, you know, a soldier did. Eh, those are two different situations, dudes. It's two different situations. So that's keto dieting for you. Yep, there's lots of benefits. Yes, it's very interesting. Yes, I'm sure there'll be lots of research in the future, um, which shows that it might be a definite recommendable nutritional intervention therapy for people. Am I going to recommend it offhand to something just to try? No. If you really want to give it a shot and you think you can, you just want to experiment on yourself by all means, but as just a way to eat that is sustainable, I've not seen enough compelling evidence to convince me that that's something that I should be throwing out as a professional direction. I talked about in the past, I think, well, this was an article, email actually, but, you know, what's the most agreed upon, you know, sustainable diet? Mixed diet, guys. You know, know, what's science say? With all the evidence, Mediterranean diet, and that doesn't necessarily mean a Mediterranean diet in regards to the food choices, but it just means that, you know, of all the diets that have existed and, you know, been looked at, following, you know, how should we say, you know, like 33, 33, 33, or, you know, 20 to 40% variable, variable split between protein, carbs, carbohydrates, and fat. That seems to work for most people because it's just, it's basically like a big range of a diet. You know, so what is really the Mediterranean diet? Why does that get recommended? Well, because if you, you know, make it, it's, it's moderate. If you give people a moderate amount of fat, maybe more fat. If you give them a moderate amount of carbs, maybe less carbs or more carbs. You give them a moderate amount of protein, maybe more protein, less protein. That's uh, pretty workable for most people because it's right in the middle and it allows for a lot of flexibility. But you know the the stricter ends of the diet, you know the, the you know the ends of the bell curve, that's going to be more case by case situation specific. It's going to require a lot more, you know, probably you know planning and details, and it's going to apply to less people. But like all things, you know, there are ranges to ranges. So finding what works for you, yes, it's an experimentation process. So that's keto dieting for you. Those are my thoughts on it. If you want to give it a shot, by all means, um, you can definitely research it. I'll, you know, I'll post some things in the, in the show notes. I finally realized what you call the paragraph that comes after the, the before the podcast. It's called the show notes. And funny enough, I've been listening to podcasts for five years, and it never occurred to me to really make that little subsection detail to right now. But hey, this is you know you're learning on the job. So seventy seven episodes into this, I figured out that I should have show notes for my episodes. So check out the show notes. I'll direct you guys to some good resources on keto dieting and low-carb dieting. If you have any questions, as always, just ask. I'll be happy to answer, hopefully be able to answer. And I'll talk to you guys again. Good luck.